Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. It's the beginning of the end. Da, da, da. Final season begins. That angers me that he can't fold that pizza. I had the same note. Wait, do you but, not like that part of the movie? Because that's, no, that's no, no, the no. movie. No. I thank God every day I know the lyrics to enter the same man. After brutal dumping. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> after, <laughs> after I took a brutal dump. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, we want to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Find us. Our podcast is available on all platforms with a backlog of 200 episodes for your listening pleasure. All right. What's up? Ah, uh, nothing. I'm just three girls trying to three small town girls <laughs> trying to make it in the in the big music industry. You know, <laughs> the usual. <laughs> All right, you're actually three girls. I'm three girls. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing this week? We are doing uh the film Josie and the Pussycats. Interesting. Uh, Josie, Melody, and Val are three small town girl musicians determined to take their rock band out of their garage and straight to the top. More like out of their bowling alley while remaining true to their look, style, and sound. They get a record deal which brings fame and fortune, but soon realize they are pawns to, of two people who want to control the youth of America. They must clear their names, even if it means losing fame and fortune. Eh. And for those who don't know, Josie and the Pussycats is also uh, from the Archie comic series. I believe they are a spinoff, correct? Yeah, they yeah. are. We're in Archie and became right. their own thing. They're yeah. in Riverdale, and and that you see that in the movie. Him, yes, they don't ever mention them. They don't mention any of the Archie stuff in this movie. I wonder if they were not allowed to. They mention they're from Riverdale. Yes, but yeah, they don't. There's no other characters. Well, the sister character. I don't know if she's from Josie and the Pussycats or from Archie. I think she's. I don't know. I not a. I'm not uh, a big Archie. I, I was yeah. going to say, like, I'm not into the Archie comics. I like the, 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 the I, whatever. I just, I like the concept of them. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. All right. So Josie and the Pussycats has a runtime of 98 minutes. Rated PG 13 production budget, somewhere between 22 and $39 million. Release date was Wednesday, April 11th, 2001. It's opening week and it did $4.5 million domestic, 14.2 million international, 595,000 for a worldwide total of $14.8 million. The globe does not care about Jews. <laughs> I guess that's more of a domestic product. Yes. <laughs> Production company was Universal Pictures, MGM, Mark Platt Productions, and Riverdale Productions. Distributed by Universal Pictures in North America and 20th Century Fox internationally. Came out on the 11th, which I said, which I said was a Wednesday. It went up against in a wide release on the 11th because I guess there was other movies that came out. Joe Dirt, Kingdom Come, and a limited release of Chopper. And a wide release uh, for the 13th, that Friday, you had Bridget Jones's Diary. The week after the 20th of April. Yes, I understand what that means. You had Mm -hmm. a wide release of Freddy Got Fingered, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, and a limited release of The Body. And then the week before, the 6th of April, a wide release of Pokemon 3, the movie Spell of the Unknown. Did I say that right? Uh... You don't know. That's that's past my one. After Pokemon the movie one, that's past, 
my uh, watching okay. Pokemon cutoff time. Nice. You also had a long camera spider, blow, and just visiting. That's the big week, the 6th of April. Everything. Oh, Bridget Jones' Diary is a big movie. No, it kind of become like a cult hit though. Like it kind of grew. Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah, well, it's a very it, popular book. Right. And so there was very. Was it big yes. Right okay. I pre- people were looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, this film was directed by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. They've done Can't Hardly Wait, Surviving Christmas, and I believe it's Liza on Demand, and maybe Lisa on Demand, a TV show. Uh, they also wrote it as well. There's another credit on IMDb. I saw that. Yes. And I went, and I'm sorry, but I don't believe that credit. You mean the guy who directed Spider-Man? Yes. Who would have probably looked, uh, the way he looks, he would have been too young to yes. possibly direct Mark, it. Mark Webb, right? Mark Webb. And I'm like, no, he's nowhere near any of the notes. I'm like, I'm, I'm so I'm not even. 1974 he was born. What yeah. year were you born? 1975. Right. So like. how? So like, well, he would have been 20. He would have been, uh, this he, is, I said 2001. He would have been 26. No. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. Listen. Believe. Although, you know what? Actually. Because he was a music director first. Maybe he directed the music video section. He's in no notes. He's in nowhere. Interesting. Maybe. Okay. Maybe he did those scenes where they mimic the music. Right. But he's in no, he's in, he's nowhere. And I don't just, uh, so I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just not referencing it. So <laughs> that's fine. Because this has always been Alphonse and Kaplan's film. So this is also written by Harry Alphonse and Deborah Kaplan. And they've written Leap Year, Maid of Honor, and a very Brady sequel. Cinematographer was Matthew Libatique. Oh, I think I said that right. Uh, he has two Oscar nominations, one for A Star is Born and the other is for Black Swan. He also did Don't Worry, Darling. Composer was John Frizzle or Frizzell. He's done Office Space and Alien Resurrection. Edited by Peter Teschner, who's done Hidden Figures and Land of the Lost. Uh, the remake of Land of the Lost. Produced by Tony DeRosa Grund, Tracy E. Emmons, Chuck Grimes, and Mark Platt. Uh, DeRosa Grund has done The Conjuring and Prozent versus Joe's the TV show. Edmonds has done Soul Food and New in Town. That's another uh, Renee Zellweger film. Chuck Grimes is an Archie's Weird Mysteries TV, the TV show. So obviously he's obviously from the Archie world. Right. And Mark Platt nominated for three Oscars for Best Picture, Trial of the Chicago 7, La La Land, and Bridge of Spies. This film has Rachel Lee Cook as Josie McCoy from She's All That, a movie we did, Eleven Fourteen, and Love Guaranteed. Rosario Dawson is Valerie Brown. She's in Rent, Sin City, Clerks 2, and Unstoppable. Tara Reid as Melody Valentine from American Pie, uh, the series actually, The Big Lebowski, and Urban Legend. Gabriel Mann is Alan M. from the movie mm-hmm. Summer Catch, which is an episode we did with our friend Pat Whalen. Mm-hmm. He's also in the TV show Revenge, and he's in The Born Identity, which I just completely forgot about. He plays the right-hand man. Plays the yeah, guy he's, in the, he's, the, yeah. Uh, he's also in Born Supremacy because he gets killed by... Uh, what's his face toward the middle because he finds out Bourne was set up. Oh, he's like, right. Oh, let's go. Show me he's how in, they did that circuit breaker thing. Again. He's in the hallway. Yeah. Yes. And they, he snuffs yeah. him out. Yes. Uh, Paul Costanzo as Alexander Cabot. He's in Splinter, Road Trip, and 40 Days and 40 Nights. You know, so we were talking about Road Trip the other day because we did the movie. What What did we do? Oh, we did Euro Trip. Right. We so about, we were talking about oh, yeah. Road Trip. So it, it's been on and I've been watching it. Oh, has it? Holy cow, man! Is it not good? No, I don't. I don't know what I liked in that film. I remember liking it, but way back in the day. Yeah, man. No, I mean, I was trying to think. Like, I was nothing was really making me laugh out loud, but I was just, I don't know. I don't think I liked it back then, too. Anyways, I don't because we were talking about it, and I hadn't seen it in a while, and it was just kept popping up. Uh, Missy Pyle as Alexandra Cabot. She's obviously uh, Alexander's bra sister. She's in Galaxy Quest, Dodgeball. 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Alan Cumming as Wyatt Frame, or just Wyatt. He's in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which is an episode we did many, many seasons ago. He's also in Goldeneye and the Anniversary Party. And then Parker Posey as Fiona from the House of Yes, Scream 3, and Dazed and Confused, to name a few. Alan Cumming was also in another movie we did. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have a couple cameos in here, which we can get to, because like Seth Green, the band du jour, <laughs> yeah, uh, Seth Green, Donald and Faison, Donald Faison and um, Seth Myers, uh, Breckenmeyer, Breckenmeyer, yep, yeah. So you, so you had them in there, and then, I th- and then you had a couple people here and there, Harry Spears, uh, Carson Daly, yeah, yeah, like like people playing themselves, yeah. but world versions of themselves. Okay, uh, this is quite an odd film for us to do on the podcast, and we've done it before. I think I like the the reason I like this podcast or doing this podcast is we just do films that. Other people probably wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna tell you right now. I like this movie. I've always liked this film. I don't think I came into a great shock to Butler that I like this film. But when you I first put like this, this on the list, I mean, I picked it for this season. Yeah, because I knew Elise would kill me if I didn't like, <laughs> cover this movie at some point. Uh, but yeah, I was shocked when you first put this down right. the list. I had never seen it. Right. Um. What What surprised me in the notes, and well, well, well actually, you've seen it though, right? I'd never. Oh, seen it Oh, really? Oh, okay. So let's hear what you think. I thought this was awesome. I, I really liked this movie. I mean, Elise was telling me I would really like it. And I was like, I don't know. Obviously. Well, why was she? Th- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, she's like, well, it's got Rachel Lee Cook and like Rosario Dawson. And I think they're both really beautiful and stuff like that. But it was more like, ew. Uh, <laughs> um, but also she's like, it's really funny. And the music's good. Like, you'd really like it. And I was like, all right. But I really didn't. I was going to watch it. She's like, I got to I got to get it one day on DVD or find it or something. Like that. And I was like, all right. She's like, oh, man, he put it on the list. That means you have to watch it. It's like, whoa, whoa, it's not on a season yet. Uh, but when you put it on the list is what like when she saw it on the list and you would put it on the list. I was like, maybe there is something to the movie. So I came into it hoping it would be good. Right. Uh, and, and it didn't disappoint. I think a lot of the jokes are jokes that would have gone above a lot of people's heads watching it. Like people my age watching it back in 2001 mm-hmm. and watching it now. I'm like, that's actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the jokes are also like you think it's a movie for kids or younger people as well, but there are also a lot of jokes that are kind of inappropriate mm-hmm. that younger people still would have gotten, but it's still funny. So it's not quite like the, oh, it's based on like a more or less family friendly comic book. It's it's there's still a lot of jokes and a lot of lines in this movie that I actually laughed out loud and I thought were really, really good. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't take itself seriously. So I, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this movie. So one of the things that surprised me reading about this film is how the film didn't obviously do well. It, it it was a failure. Right. But I did not realize that it actually affected the careers of Rachel Lee Cook, uh, Tara Reed and Rosario Dawson for some, but they, they kind of came back because they were in other things. Well, Tara Reed's got a big B movie career. Yeah. But even like the Kaplan and Alphonse, like, like they got nothing after this. I mean, okay, it didn't do well, but it's right. not bad. I mean, no, I, I don't understand how this movie's, Failure at the box office just derailed the careers of people here because I've seen worse films and people survive that. Oh, absolutely. And now that this film is considered a cult hit, can everyone else have their careers back now? Can they actually go do things? Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't, yeah. I just don't get sometimes the, the, the punishments that yeah, people yeah. dole out. And we should also say before we get to this that Rachel Lee Cook is not singing. She, her voice is dubbed by the lead singer of uh, Letters to Cleo, Kate Ah, at least that's right. That's what she said yeah. it was. Yeah, it's not. It's not her voice. It's 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 someone else's voice. So, and they went to band camp, the three of them, for two weeks to learn how to play instruments, <laughs> but they couldn't. 
they really couldn't do it well enough so that they could play while they're doing. So everything else is the music they're doing. It's not, it's not them. The soundtrack's great. The soundtrack is a great soundtrack. Listen, other people learn to play instruments for their movies. Why couldn't they? Oh, they, well, two weeks. Well, two weeks, weeks, is two weeks. Two weeks is definitely not, especially yeah. guitar. I mean, how long did uh, what's his face have to play the piano for La La Land for uh, uh, what's his name? Um, like two years or something. But he played it every day, every day for a whole for for every every single day. You'd have a six hour piano lesson. And then it was the same thing when what's his face was in the pianist, which he won. He had to practice, and then. Didn't uh, Gene Hackman learn the saxophone for uh, whatchamacallit? I don't know. I mean, this type of film, the movies. It, These the music, people know like a year before, two years before. Sure. But, but also this type of film, it's not really, the music is part of it, but it's not the main part of it because that's not where it is. Like a movie like Walk the Line that's about when, uh, what's his face is playing, when Joaquin Phoenix is playing. Big. He's playing Johnny Cash. Yeah, when he's playing Johnny Cash. Like you really don't want somebody to come in here and not do that. Well, it's the same with uh, even like Walk Hard. Yeah, so what's Dewey his face? Cox story. He actually like the big uh, concert moment, that big song that plays. He played it, and they messed up the take, and he had to do it again. Yeah, but he actually learned how to do it for that movie too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I guess it's maybe we're just used to people doing it, you know, learning sure. it all. But it, just because it doesn't happen, I think it depends on how you plan on filming the movie. Right. Right. That's it true. Still works in here. And the music is important because that's what they're doing. That's the whole point. Is there a band called Josie and the Well? In this movie, there are a band called the Pussycats. Um, oh, right in the beginning but uh well correct me if i'm wrong but in the comic don't they solve crimes i couldn't tell you <laughs> i think i think no oh, i don't know archie's not really that kind of comic well archie's not but that they were a different comic they so I, I i thought that they were like a comic that kind of scooby dooed it up a little bit I th- why did Maybe. i think that i know more about archie than josie and the pussycats and I don't know a lot about Archie. Oh, no, I only know like characters in Archie. I don't know. Yeah, same. I don't know. Like I, I remember there was this is. I know Archie's dead in the main comic. Like in real life now. They assassinate him. Why? They assassinate a political office or something like that. Oh my god! Oh my Archie god! Got dark. Come on, <laughs> Christ! Get the. <laughs> who, who killed him? Was it Veronica? I, I don't know if there was, was it like, Betty. It's Jughead. He couldn't take it. Away. Isn't, really isn't Jughead in the show? That they did. Isn't he like a heroin addict or something? He's like an abused kid or something like that. I don't know. I never watched it. And it was popular. I'm sure. I remember. Very CW. I remember I was going to start watching it and it comes on in the the first episode. Like he's sleeping with his, or Archie's sleeping with his teacher. I'm just like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) Not that like I'm a prude or I'm I'm just like, it was just such a a weird way to go. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't remember this in the comic. Archie, Josie and the Pussycats, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch all like spun off. Yes, Archie. well, we watched my wife and I watched the Sabrina show that was on Netflix that got when it was on CW for one year, right? And then it went to Netflix, I believe, right? something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, wherever it was first, and then it got. And it was good to start, but that got really odd. Like it, they started catering to fans a little bit, and like what they were doing, and that's fine. But like when that is in the like the I was there because it was like a. Almost like an updated version of Buffy a little bit. Right. But then it just, it got, it devolved. It, it just, they, they went down a couple of paths, a couple of story arcs. And I was just like, oh, this is fine, but it's not, it's not great. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's not that like I disagree with the story arcs. It's just, they weren't done well. So it was just kind of like, oh, you got to give me more than this. So. Well, they didn't. And you only got two other yeah. seasons. But like now we've talked about everything but this film. All right. So <laughs> they don't solve, well, they do still kind of solve a crime in this. Well, it's, yeah, but it's part of the plot. Part of the plot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um. All right. So, the main theme of this film is obviously 
the whole pr- premise of this film is that Parker Posey is playing Fiona, who's a record executive, and she's pumping subliminal messages into music to get kids to do what they want. Right. And, and I think that's part of the reason why maybe this film didn't do well is because it's making fun of its audience. Sure. It's basically ripping on the on its audience because they're they're basically just doing whatever corporate America tells them to do, which is not far off. No, no, it's absolutely true. That's what I love about it. Yeah. But again, that's why I think that people that are younger probably don't understand it. And then people that are older are probably like, this is a movie for kids. But this movie still translates now. Oh, absolutely. Even yeah. more so now. Uh, one of my comments was like, remember when webcasts were like the shit, but when you're but they were so terrible in terms of like quality when you're quality. But now it's like like I can, all the time. you could update this film and do it today, and one hundred percent still, you wouldn't have to change much. Oh no, not at all. I mean, the fact that they used the product placements, but just put them in there, didn't get money for them. It didn't ask for money; just voluntarily put them in there. I don't we think just you need could, stuff, yeah. But I don't think you could do that now. They'd probably, they're probably more conscientious of yeah. what's this movie about. They right. have people that read the scripts for that reason, right? So they probably wouldn't be able to do a lot of we that. We don't need another Josie and the Pussy. Target would be like, we don't need another Josie and the Pussy. Dance. But that, but then I would, but then I would just start like one of my favorite notes is um, a lot of the shows. I don't know whoever I can't remember the production house, but they'll have just fake, you know, like, what is it like Lay's? They have the Let's Chips. Like they have oh, they a whole thing of fake the cigarettes. Products. Yes. All the time. Yeah. Like that's like, the, I would just do that. I would just, I wouldn't hide like that. We're definitely ripping off these people. I mean, if they can't do it, I like that they actually put real products in. Oh, of course. But yeah, nowadays, if they did fake products, I would still like it just the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love the McDonald's shower. <laughs> I, I love that she's loofing with the Frank McDonald's French fries. And she, do you like how dumb she is though in this movie? Do you like that? I do kind of like that because I feel like you think they're playing off of that the idea that Tara Reid's not smart like yeah. people say that. Yeah. And I like that she's kind of making fun of her I don't own, like I don't know the intelligence level of Tara Reid. Oh, Reed's neither I do I, I but I know I that that's I what people that, thought of her back then. Right. So she's playing off of that mm-hmm. after like cuz she's already a name by now. Right. Um so I like that she's kind of playing off that but she's it's also kind of like innocent of a way. It's like it's it's a good thing mm-hmm. at the end. So but yeah, I, I do like that. The one thing I don't like with Terry is the joke that with her, with Carson Daly when because they were dating at the time and he oh, was is like that okay. Yeah, who would believe I date you or something like that? I'm just like, all right. I didn't know that or forgot about that. So. Yeah, I was like, eh. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. I, said, oh, I could do without that gig gag. And and <laughs> and I didn't understand how they brought I don't remember the comic's name, but how they brought him on. Oh, like, Ari uh, Spears was from Mad TV. Yeah, I'm Carson Daly, but I'm like, uh what? <laughs> it's just, all the voices. Yeah. I like Ari Spears on Mad TV, but yeah, I didn't like his cameo. I was yeah. like, some of it's not good. Yeah. But I guess that's the point, is like at the end, she's you. like what was that? That's a terrible impression. You are really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about Archie Comics a little bit, and there was some stuff behind the scenes with Archie Comics because they were not huge fans. They they've since denounced the film oh, because because of the because it had profanity and adult themes. But then they kind of rescinded that. And is that why? Is that because Riverdale came out? And you I think because Riverdale it? came out. Like I said. Arch Riverdale's based on an Archie comic that I think spun out and mm-hmm. like a spin-off of like a more serious Archie as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of continue continuing maybe because in Archie, Archie's dead. Mm-hmm. So that I think that spin-off comic is now the main comic. And plus Sabrina the Teenage Witch, they they spun off and did a darker Sabri- uh Sabrina mm-hmm. like a year before the Netflix show came out. Right. So I think they're kind of like whatever gets us people. Mm-hmm. Plus cult status hit. It's like you hate something, obviously, until it does well. And then you're like, 
nah, I was always behind this product. I was the staunchest supporter. Well, when when the film was on, when the film was going on, Archie Comics, one of their notes was they needed to preserve the wholesome image of Josie and the Pussycat. So they demanded, demanded that there be a scene where they're brushing their teeth. Like that was their demand. <laughs> like, listen, they got to be wholesome. They need to brush their teeth. I'm like, what? Teeth get brushed. Teeth get brushed. It's almost as bizarre as like what uh, Parker Posey like does in her like. Let's have the sleepover, girls. Oh, I know. Bring each other's hair. Yeah, I I love the. I forgot when because the old because the ultimate thing is like they're they're having this big concert and they're wearing those stupid ears and which is gonna everything's gonna be in four D or three D or whatever. Oh, three D audio, which right? Is, which is funny because that actually exists now. <laughs> yes, and the subliminal messaging that they were putting in was just basically Fiona's the best. You want to have a sleepover yeah. with Fiona? Pillow fights? It's like it was just like that was like the evil plan it was just to make everyone like her. It was just great. <laughs> how much do you weigh oh i weigh three pounds lighter i'm not calling you fat or anything but you know <laughs> <laughs> the end of the film also has one of my favorite lines in the movie there's a ton of lines that i like a lot of lines, yeah. but one of, one of i don't know why i laughed the hardest at this line is when the <laughs> this, the fbi agent comes back and sees uh Oh, it. Holy shit, there. that girl's got a skunk on her head. Oh, wait. No, that's her hair. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I like me just the way I am. And then he shouts it. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, that made me. I couldn't stop laughing. By the way, we're, we're canceling the product or project. We found a better way to uh, submit subliminal messages. They work much better in movies. Yeah. If Flash has joined the army. The <laughs> I was like, oh, that's also probably. I mean, how could you not like the backdoor lover song by the jour? Oh my god, that was like the the. It's like my third note going. Okay, I think I I think I might like this movie. <laughs> their outfits, it's all so ridiculous, and they're just getting on the plane. But here's the thing: there's a couple times in this movie where they're just doing stuff and they stop and do a music video. So they're getting on the plane, which is because what happens is Dujour is a boy band and they crash the plane because they get wise. A target what's happening. Uh, yeah, a target. Yeah, <laughs> they crash the plane. They're gonna go get another band, Joey's and Pussycats, and do this subliminal messaging. But they get wise to it. But they're going to get on the plane and they just they're waving their fans. All of a sudden, they just start singing and performing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like okay, we're doing a music video. All right, and they do that a couple times with Joey and the Pussycats too, especially the opening when you first meet them. Right. Yeah. Which I kind of like that song actually. No, I told you, like yeah. the, the all the song good. the the soundtrack is is a good soundtrack. I recommend it to anybody who likes music, I guess, or likes the, that pop, yeah, poppy rock music from the early two thousands or late nineties. Yeah, totally. But I I love that whole like the monkey. Maybe show Doctor Zaya some proper respect. <laughs> and like Dujour means love. Dujour means family. When they're crashing, Dujour means seatbelts. <laughs> like I just feel like that whole like most of that was probably ad lib between everybody. Uh, uh, probably the whole thing with the face. Oh, am I doing the face right I'm now? I'm doing the face. I'm doing. Is this the face? Maybe if your mom gave you a better face. <laughs> I love the the back the uh, at the end when they're doing the bloopers. Seth Green actually said like in one take, "You know my that's my stuff. You know my mom's dead." Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The, the whole like the beginning scene is so good between all of them. You talk about the bloopers, and I, I have this note. Something about Mary did this first, and that's ninety six. I think no. 91 because i saw that while i was in college so 91 something about mary is night it's not it's not 96 it's not when is it 98 98 damn it so i was in college in 98 all right then oh you're right <laughs> i was in high school 93 jesus michael anyways uh when something about mary came out they did the whole thing where they started singing in the credits with it why do you oh, do yeah, they all started singing buttercup um 
And then like for like the next three or four or five years, all these movies did it. And this is one of those films. They do have bloopers in between it, which is fine. It is a music movie. So I'm fine with that. But like I got that got old really quickly for me. That fad. Sure. Yeah. I mean. I still liked it, but back then I was younger, so like sure. bloopers always made me giggle a lot. Bloop, no, bloopers are fine. This the mix of bloopers with the singing, okay. But when they started kick doing the just light doing kick, the and I'm just yeah. like, all right, stop, please. Well, they were all just dancing like their own dances. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Some of the bloopers were obviously. Some of the bloopers were terrible though. In this, they were just like, oh, we didn't get like Alan M's blooper. Was like what? But it was just like they needed to get a bloop because they didn't oh, have his right. character hadn't had a blooper. Right. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think that's why the du jour bloopers work better because they are just like improving and just having fun. And they're clearly, and they're comedians and they're good at it. Right, they're funny guys. They they can they can do that that kind of humor. Exactly. It's funny because they're that that style of comedy, like Seth Green and Breckenmeyer, like that group. Right. The nineties. That's about to end, and you're coming now. The Apatow style of comedy, yeah. which is self-referential, which is, and they never really mash. They never. You never oh, really no, see them. You know what you notice? I that? don't think I. I don't think that would work. I mean, I know Seth Green's probably making a ton of money with um, Robot Chicken. Yes, so season twenty, like 90. right. I mean, you Plus don't Family you, Guy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he, the well, like you've like that. It's almost like those two groups of comedy stylings. Yeah, you never had a mashup. They never. They just ended. One ended, and one went on. And now we're just kind of in this weird nebulous. Like I don't know what it is now in terms of like a com- You know what I mean? There is no comedy. Yeah, well, this that's a that's for another. That's probably for another story. That's another. There are very podcast. few comedies that even come out anymore. I think there are some of them are afraid to kind of make people laugh because they're afraid people are gonna get upset. I think it's that. Plus, I think like you like I don't think a lot of people know what. So, like you had um, cock blockers or blockers. Yeah. I mean, that, which is a great that idea. Stuff, but like, and that was even more akin to like older type comedy. That was def- that was definitely basically taking that American Pie style comedy or that sex comedy that usually is with three, with guys and has girls and right. and, and young and girls parents. trying to have sex. Unfortunately, we always we I think we've talked about this before. The parent stuff kind of gets in the way of that. I think if they just stuck with the kids, it would have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but like there's nothing really like what's out there right now. That's like, like this. I think people are trying to figure out what the next thing in comedy is. Well, I don't think Apatow is working anybody. Like, Cause I don't think anybody, he liked, didn't direct the bubble, right? Yeah, he did. did I don't he? think that, anybody no, liked the, the bubble. bubble's terrible. Right. I've seen it. I think terrible style of comedy. I don't say he's on his way out, but I think that style of comedy is kind of done. And you also have like, what's his face who did, we just talked about it, uh, who did um, road trip and uh hangover. Todd, oh, Todd Phillips. Uh, Todd Phillips is doing he's Joker doing, now. He's doing serious he's doing films. Dramas, yeah. I know he came out and said, like, you can't do comedy anymore, which he's kind of half right. I mean, someone's always going to have a problem. With right, it. right. I remember a long time ago, I think I was talking with somebody about writing comedy and they were like, how do you write comedy? I go, well, I just write it. You know, I write everything out there, no matter how bad it is in terms of like, oh, you can't say that. That's terrible because you have to. I don't want to censor it to start. But he was like, oh, no, I, 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 I always censor as I go. It's like, well, that's then you're not really going to a place you need to go to. Right. So, you know, I can understand if you go too far. I get it. But if the joke is funny, then you need to do it in a way where it's respectful or whatever. Appropriate. Right. Um, but who knows? Um, you know, I think we're probably in the minority in that one. So whatever. No big deal. Then what you're going to get is mediocre comedy and stuff that's not funny anymore. And that's what you get. But I think we might be headed back towards silly comedies. Uh, just because maybe. the Why? the Apatow comedy is so serious and downbeat, 
but it's kind of starting to go away. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's not even that serious nature of comedy. It's the fact that they self-referential, like they, it's like they tell a joke and then they talk about the joke they just told for 10 minutes afterwards. You know what I mean? Like I they guess. feel like the, the, the explanation has now become part of the joke. Like, Hey man, you know, you look like a moron. I say that because you're dressed in a, well, you know that you're dressed in a weird moronic way, right? You have these weird, like it's like, it, it gets like this like t- style of comedy that like it works every once in a while, but not everyone can do it. Sure. I, don't I just don't like the serious nature of them. Well, like what? What do you think is too serious? Everything Abadir does. Knocked up. About? Knocked up's not serious. It's got serious. I I just think. I mean, you could say like the the forty year old virgin. Forty year old virgin is kind of silly. It's got, but it's, it's still kind of semi serious. So you want it's like stuff like, like Can't Hardly Wait and like Josie the Pussycats? Yeah. Yeah. Like not that I mind like some of those other comedies coming in every once in a while, but like when that proliferates everything. Sure. They're no longer just comedies. They're more like dramedies. Sure. And it's like, why can't people just have like a happy, like a happy fun movie? Because they can't. Like Austin Powers, Josie and the Pussycats. Can't hardly wait. Like Eurotrip, or even though you didn't like it, like something like that, where it's like a, a dumb it's, comedy. It's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. A hangover. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So this film was meant to be the first in a series of live action adaptations of Hanna Barbera cartoons that would be geared towards older audiences that grew up with them with raunchier humor, like you like. All right. Right. But obviously, this film killed off those plans. I'm kind of glad. And then the following film, the Scooby Doo film, was edited to be PG because it was going to be PG 13. I love the Scooby Doo film. The Scooby Doo film is great. I even like the second Scooby Doo film. Mm-hmm. Scrappy Doo as the villain is amazing. That's fine. I just read, I can't remember who it was. Somebody was going to be in the movie because they were huge fans of Scooby Doo. But because Scrappy was the villain, they declined to be in it. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I can't remember who I was reading that note. And I was like, oh. I mean, I respect that because they like the show so much. They like the, the IP of Scooby-Doo so much. They didn't want to be part of that. Right. I definitely respect that. Or saying like, you know, I'm out. But I, no, I think it's because Scrappy was the villain. But it's like, Scrappy sucks. I'm glad Scrappy was the villain. <laughs> but like, I don't think a lot of Hanna-Barbera cartoons lend themselves to that adult humor as much. Yeah. I think Scooby-Doo was successful. Josie and the Pussycats is. Like what other Hanna Barbera cartoon? Like you're not doing a Yogi Bear that's adult comedy. Like the ones that feature teenagers, you can kind of go a little further mm-hmm. or young adults. But like I don't think you can go that far with a lot of the other cartoon based ones. I think there's a real push for stuff that's for teenagers to be serious, to be realistic. Even though like movie like a show like Euphoria is far from realism, it's overblown. Right? Like, I, yeah. yeah. I think a show like I I love the fact that we haven't caught on like you know Ted Lasso comes out and everyone's like oh we needed this we needed this and everyone loves no it it's like well it. where are the where are the other ones no Euphoria everything's bad right. drug addiction right suicides so, so you can do um like you could do with Josie and the Pussycats as a TV show and uh for like uh, uh whatever whatever twelve episodes and it could be like wholesome and, and it doesn't have to be super serious. Oh, absolutely! You know I mean? like, Josie so, and the Pussycats would lend itself very well to like a Ted Lasso kind of like well, whatever, just something that's not feelings. that doesn't have to get into a serious mode. It could, they could have you know like oh we want to be rock stars and they can have serious moments there, but sure, but it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like Riverdale that is now you know or oh sure you know, Archie sleeping around stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that this movie like starts. Like obviously get the du jour stuff. Right. And then he crashes in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna he parachutes into Riverdale. I'm talking about uh Alan Cummings character Wyatt. And he's got I need to find a band. You're introduced to Josie really quick. You're introduced to her manager, and then boom, they're playing a show. Mm-hmm. And Wyatt's like, Where am I gonna find a band? And he just runs into them. But that's a good moment when he runs into him. Yeah. And then the number one band 
Signed yeah, yeah, stuff. no, that's a great moment. Yeah, but like that's a, like, uh, but I when he's in the music store, I'm like, that's a pretty big store for a small town, Riverdale. Well, maybe they got them all. <laughs> I was like, my first notice, those don't exist anymore. I was oh, like, no. oh, the music samplers with mm-hmm. the headphones, a that'd be totally not COVID friendly anymore. Of but course. Like, I remember, I remember putting those on, hearing the thirty second samples of the songs right before they got to the chorus, and be like, "Where's the rest of the song, guys?" And like the rows of, it's <laughs> like, ah, orange is the new pink. <sighs> I need a beer, dude. You don't drink. I think I should start. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, there's so many good lines. <laughs> like when they're going to the bath, we got to talk in the bathroom, and then because when uh, he offers him the deal, and then Josie goes, Valerie goes, and then Melody's sitting there with Wyatt. I don't have to go because I left before we uh, went out. You should always try to go to the bathroom before you leave, even if you don't have to go. Like, that's good advice. I was going to put that on my uh, my Instagram post and watching the movie. And I was like, that's way too long. <laughs> but it's a good quote. Do you think that people know now how big Entertainment Tonight was? Because I don't think Entertainment Tonight is as big as it was back then. Oh, no, I don't think anybody really. Because when they go. All in a row. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. I was like, that no one knows. That's lost on everybody. Yes. Now. I was I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't think anyone knows what we're talking about here. No. <laughs> but tonight's on at like five o'clock on like a, on a weeknight. They're still know. on. I know they're yeah, still on. It's, it's not as big as it was. No, before. it's definitely not. Yeah. I same think. with TRL. Well, TRL. Not, I don't even know what's on MTV anymore. None of that stuff is on. I know they kept it going after Carson Daly left, but I don't think it's on anymore. No. I was I was like remember Serena Alshul remember remember her what well, she does like CBS now I think CBS in the morning well, yeah they're both like, like Carson yeah. Daly is like a serious newscaster on Today Show is he on Today Show yeah. still I thought he the Today Show or he's today yeah oh okay I forgot that. unless he left but I'm pretty sure he's gone right? I don't know. I don't watch any of them so I don't know I didn't see him at the parade I watched the Thanksgiving Day come parade. on Carson why aren't you in there I don't know I don't, <laughs> I don't pay attention to it but they're all like serious like yeah he's he's got the faint painted fingernails and like that's what Ari Spears making. Him. Not anymore. He's a suit and tie man now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when when they come into New York, uh, like when they bring the the band to New York and they, and they're flying in or I don't know if they're flying or something. I don't know what it was. Like you know, why it's fly, flying, yeah. And, uh, and it's the Motorola plane. But you see started. the big golden arches, like the huge McDonald oh, golden yeah. arches. Like we're looking at some futuristic city, and I'm like, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> the Times Square was pretty much Times Square. They're right under the TJ Fridays building. I remember when that was there. Yep. There's so much stuff like the the corporate stuff, but I like when uh, DeJour goes down. The plane has they haven't made a a proper announcement yet, but they did release a limited edition box set collectible in memoriam of the. Uh, Remember it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they clearly didn't have Seth Green, Breckenmeyer, and Tonal Faison for that scene at the oh, end. All in the cast, yeah. They just were like, "We'll just need you for the first part. Go ahead, go do what you're doing." You can be a body cast. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the one member du jour that nobody really knows that he'll come back. <laughs> we gotta we gotta smells like Teen Spirit here, and they ship her out. <laughs> one of my favorite lines is also is like the um the kind of self referential line when he's talking to the sis Alexandria. He's like the brother Alexander talks to her and goes, "Why are you even here?" Because I was in the comic book. You know what's funny like, is what what? Yeah, no. What's funny is that no. I, I so that moment I read a note where it was like the one time they broke the fourth wall, and I'm like, that's not true because Wyatt looks to the camera when he sees the the pussy cats walking across the street. Oh, yep. And then there's another moment where somebody burns the camera as well. So it's like, no, that wasn't the only moment where they where they kind of were like winking and nodding at the audience. Right. I like that there were two extra Spice Girls. The explanation what happens to the uh, the singers that figure out 
and it's like the, t- the three spice, the four spice girls, whatever, and then the two blank spaces. Yeah. And then the, that's why we created this show and it's behind the music, which again, no one's going to understand now. True. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Oh my God, that's why behind that. I was like, I thought that was really good. <laughs> and Parker Posey and Alan coming together are, are great. They're oh, great yeah. separate, but they're, when they're together, they're great. And obviously the thing at the end when they were kind of like, you know, you find out I'm that they ass Wally. Yeah. They, they kind of the same high school and like, it's supposed to be a moment where it's supposed to be like, Oh, they found love. But then you still look, they turn back to like the, pussycat faces and like Rosario Dawes is making like ugh like it's gr- like, yeah yeah it's nice in a really creepy gross kind of way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love when the band comes out all beat up and it's like oh we were able to land the plane but unfortunately we landed it in a Metallica concert I thank God every day I know the lyrics to enter the same man <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, why aren't you as beat up as everybody else? <laughs> honk if you love pussy and the cats because all the cars crash yeah i thought that was really good i was like oh that's that's pretty funny and when she gets mean she's like and you know what melody not everything's all sunshine and roses you know what, puppies they turn into dogs and then eventually those dogs die yeah no, they grow up and get older yeah. <laughs> and then she's at the pet shop looking at the dogs in the in the window and she's crying my one thought that moment because this was 2001 i'm like those dogs are dead uh, I, I know that's that. like over 20 years old yeah. dogs are gone oh. I know and I have like five dogs in my house <laughs> I was like the line when they're when they go Parker Posey brings all the heads of state down into the room mm-hmm. to show them all the different stuff this is gonna be the new this this is gonna and they're all like working on what the new brands are uh, the girl the lady's like working on this dress look at this dress I'm thinking it's like a Buffy meets chicken run <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the orange weird cutoff jerkins <laughs> <laughs> is that Mr. Movie Phone Oh, he does all our subliminal messaging for us. <laughs> and then the sister's like, that's Mr. Movie Phone. Oh, my God. Are you sleeping with Mr. Movie Phone? You are. <laughs> I want a Big Mac, but you're a vegetarian. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I still want one. Can we stop after this? I guess. <laughs> so you want to be a... I love when Wyatt just goes up to them and goes, so you want to be a rock star? Live large, big house, five cars, you're in charge. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved if he just keeps quoting rock music, mm-hmm. like the Cypress Hill song and like other ones, and just like that's how he gets to them. I would be like, that's really that would be really good. <laughs> if I could go back in time, I'd want to meet Snoopy. Oh, I love that you're so <laughs> so positive and naive. <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert didn't agree with you, Butler. I guess, I would imagine a lot of people don't agree with me. But Josie and the Pussycats are not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they're as dumb. As the Spice Girls. You don't with, know the Spice with, Girls are dumb, dude. Which you? is dumb enough. That's what he says. Oh, come on, man. That's just a guy being like, I don't like girl stuff. Do you think that we would like this film if it came out now and it wasn't it was wasn't for like cause cause we can we can relate to that generation because it came out two thousand one, so I'm twenty six. You're you're you you first just saw it. So you're but you're still I'm younger. a teenager. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do you think that that we like if it came out now and it was modern day sensibilities and was talking about like the, the, what is it? It's not Gen Z. It's Gen Alpha now. Is that it? The younger Gen generation. Z is the, would, the TikTok still, generation. Gen Z would still be the one because Gen Alpha is really young. Right. Gen TikTok. So yeah. what, what, you think that we would still like it as much? I think I'm young enough that I would still get the jokes or okay. get like the comedy, but it wouldn't, I, um, I don't think it would be for me, but I could still appreciate it. Because the music would be different. The music wouldn't be this pop rock 80, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. It would be what's popular now. Right. So you're talking like what? 
Billie Eilish kind of stuff, I guess. I guess, or like probably more pop hip hop stuff. Maybe like more rappers. (laughs) No, but like maybe like more. Well, if it's it's a female band, so they probably they probably wouldn't be playing. They they would be playing like like what? What what music would they be playing? See, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. Like if if everything changes, because if this comes out now, right? Same idea. But the music is going to be different because it's not going to be the popular oh, movie of the time. It could be like a K-pop type band. I guess. All right. So, but like, would would we still be like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. Or we just because it's that time period that we knew. Is that why we like it so much? I think that helps us. Um, that kind of like, oh, this is this is this is our this is our period. Mm-hmm. We were young then. <laughs> um, you know, Jeez. I, um, but like at the same time. We're young now. What am I talking about? Oh, no, I don't think I'm old, but. Well, you are. I'm not. You're old. Live forever. <laughs> I think that that helps puts, but the, the jokes still work. The jokes are still funny. The comedy is still funny. The stuff that they're trying to talk about and make fun of. Well, I think that, funny. that, and I would still get yeah. that. The thing I think if, when this movie came out back then, like 2001, and I mean, I was a little young then, but let's say I'm old enough to have like a girlfriend back then. Um, hey, good for you, man. <laughs> um, You're also 13, right? That's what I'm saying. Ew, like if I was, that's what I'm saying. If I was gross. a little older, but still within that generation at that time period, I'd have probably right. been like, I'd have been like hemming and hawing going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is a movie for girls. Okay. In a, in a way, but being older now, I can watch this movie and realize that that's like a, such a bullshit. Like, well, it's not. It's, it's the same thing as like why we talk, just talk about the beginning. Sure. This is the movie that a lot of other podcasters that are like two white guys aren't going to be talking about because it's like, Julian put that's lame, man. That's lame. It's like, watch the movie. If you gave the movie a chance, you'd see there's a lot of stuff for you. Sure. The jokes are not just for like teenage girls. It's it's jokes. It's funny. It's like right, right. not quite Austin Powers kind of humor, but it's it's that kind of like early 2000s comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think it works. But I think that if I were young again and they remade this, I think I would have that same idea of like, I don't know, man, this is a this is a band for girls kind of a thing. But also, I don't know how people nowadays kind of view that kind of. Well, as you're talking about it, would you even. Who would you recommend this to? Would it be people that remember this time of music or would it be people that you think you could introduce this to now that you think they would, it would translate well? I mean, I don't, really I mean, pop's still around. I'm not saying pop rock yeah, is dead. dead. I'm just, it's still, it's still going on. There's, um, there's a couple of female rock artists that are out and about now. Uh, one big one. I can't remember the name of. <laughs> you said Billie Eilish. She's like, not really rock, but she's pop. Okay. Phoebe Waller Bridgers or something like that. Oh, she's the one that broke the guitar and SNL a couple of years ago, and they're like, "Ooh, isn't that an actress?" Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Phoebe something, I think. but yeah, uh, but like, it's not like it's dead. It's still related. Tell me your old brother without telling me your old. <laughs> but like, I I think I could recommend this to anyone from our generation for sure. Sure, because there were so there would probably be a lot of guys that I uh, I would know that'd be like, "No, nah, I don't watch that's that was girly stuff back then." I wouldn't watch it and be like, "Dude, give it a chance." Mm-hmm. And like nowadays, where it's who who cares? Mm-hmm. No one's gonna tease you in like middle school or high school because you watch Josie and the Pussycats. Just watch it; it's funny. It's it's I funny. Have, it's like, funny you keep saying that because, and I know because you're 13 back then. But like like I never felt that like we're going to see it. Like I wanted to see it. Like I never felt like this whole idea that it's for, it's primarily for girls or anything like that. I never had that thought process. Um, sure. But you were younger. So, I mean, I can understand you were that. still in your 20s. No, I got you. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You were younger and I, I right. so, you know, I can understand yeah. that. But I never got that. That I never thought that. Just like I think teenagers from that that time period would have been like, eh. But like you watched it again. It's got, it's got Turk. 
It's got Seth Green, Brecken Myers. True. That's true. Like it's got people right at the beginning that like would hook you in, which mm-hmm. I think is why they put that in, hoping that it might. Well, they're popular, so they're yeah. yeah and you want, and that's it, that makes sense because you have a big boy band, so you're gonna want to put it with. That's a cameo, so you, have to, you want to put right. people in that are, that could bring people to the. Plus, this is the same people that did Can't Hardly Wait, and they were in Can't Hardly right. Wait, so yeah. But I think you have them in there, and then all of a sudden you see like, oh wait, okay, maybe I will like this movie because it's not just for girls. Like boom, right from the start. Um, and I think people just didn't give it a chance back then. That it's funny. It's a style of humor that people loved back then and just kind of disappeared. Like you said, didn't have a transition period. Watch yeah, very odd. jokes and, and stuff from that generation. It's like, I love when we watched like, um, I always bring it up strange days. Cause that's the type of movie that doesn't exist anymore, but a genre I loved back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always nice to find something new or something you might've ignored. And I don't think this movie is forgotten so much because it is a little culty. Like has a cult status, but it is ignored. So we're by so a wide audience. So we shouldn't have done this film if it's not a forgotten. Movie. <laughs> I think it's forgotten by a lot of people, like in terms of like guys and stuff. And like, oh yeah, I forgot that was a movie. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a cult following to it as well, mm-hmm. um, and that has kept it alive to the point where it's streaming on Stars for free. You can go watch it. What? I, I had a. Why really? Yeah, man. I didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> but like you can absolutely tell people that yo, watch this. It's really funny. You might have ignored it back then or forgotten and forgotten about it. But I think that it's a style of comedy that still works. It's still really funny, especially if you're from back then. And the comedy and a lot of the stuff they're talking about would still work today. Mm-hmm. Could I show it to younger people? That's maybe more of a question for you in terms of why? Because you, you have teenage kids now. Oh, I think I think they would like it. Okay. This is one of those. Like, my girls would like it. I think this is one of those movies, though, that I kind of. I don't want people to watch it. Like I want to like, like it and like not have to share it with people that are, that, are, that don't understand it. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those, <laughs> like, I like this. Well, I, it's one of those it. cult films. I'm just like, let's just keep it a cult film. Let's just keep it ours. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause I, uh, you know, we, we did the movie and we, I posted it and friend of the show, John Doolin re- replied to me. He's like, it's a classic. And I'm like, yeah, John. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I forgot to reply back to him, but yeah. Um, I was just like, I was like, yeah, it's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to share this film. You know what I mean? Because I think that if, if I sh- if I show somebody this movie, and they don't like it or they don't get it, I'm gonna be upset with them. I'll be like, "What don't you understand?" I mean, I don't. I think people would like it. I think a lot of the people that maybe, like I said, this podcast, you know, a lot of other podcasts are like us wouldn't wouldn't cover this movie, but maybe they'll go watch it now because we both saying how good it is and how funny it is. We don't have that much listeners. What are you talking about? But I, I understand. <laughs> Basically, what John, I, if John Amenta hasn't seen. I John, John, watch this. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. But uh, I think I get that, what you're saying. you know, there's. There's definitely an audience for it that I don't think there was an audience for before, just based on let's well, just pussycats. Eh? I get it. I mean, I, th- I I there's something to say about it coming from the Archie comic. Maybe that that kind of tainted a little bit because maybe people don't want to watch. Maybe think Archie's wholesome. I, I don't yeah. know. I may, but but maybe Archie's not a little, no longer wholesome as we say. I won't get it because I never read the comics. Uh, maybe maybe. Um, I mean, it's it's one of the other things in the film. They have they have a scrolling LED sign that keeps going, and one of them says is "Can't hardly wait" is underrated. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> Can't hardly wait is awesome. I love Can't hardly wait, and I like this film. So I I kind of annoyed about the note that this hurt the career of uh, Elfon Kaplan because I'm like they did they they wrote a very Brady sequel which is funny, yeah. and they did these two films which were good. I I don't know what studio exec saw these and was like. Ah, these guys can't do stuff that's comedy because they did two things that were really funny and they were yeah. I just so. That baffles me, but 
Whatever. Who, who, who am I? I'm just a lowly podcaster. Yeah, screw you, man. Right? Where can they find us? <laughs> you can find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com. While you're there, check out all the other great podcasts and videos we have for you there. There's good content, guys. Check it out. Like them. Subscribe. All that good stuff. And you're listening to us right now. Why haven't you liked this episode? Why haven't you subscribed to us? Why haven't you put a comment down and subscribed and all that good stuff? Well, when you're belligerent oh, wait, you like oh, that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you really should because it helps the podcast grow. Join us next week as we're doing the 1993 film Malice. You have no idea about this film, right? This has the famous nope. line. I don't know if you've ever heard this line. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, wait, if it, you don't know the line. It was a famous line. Famous line. Hold on. You know what? I won't guess it because I can't remember it. <laughs> this has a really big good line from Alec Baldwin that everybody says it. And I think if you watch this film and you hear the line, the line, you'll be like, I've heard that before. And this is from that movie. This I'm, I'm really curious about Malice because when I first, this is a movie that I watched this movie in the movie Shattered with Tom Berenger. I think I've told you about this. I think I asked you about Shattered. Yes. You start talking about it. I Same idea. I When I watched these films and they were back then, I really liked them. And I haven't really gone back to them since. And I, might be I, I'm wor- I always worry that I'm like, well, I still like this film. So I'm a little, I, I worry that I won't like Malice. And that bothers me because I, I, I really did like it. It's got some, a lot of really cool lines and cool moments. So we'll, we'll see what's happening. But anyways, that's next week, Malice. Uh, that came out in 1993 when I graduated from high school, which, you know, I finally remembered again today that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was in right. college then, right? No, wait. God. I'm not that old. Oof. You made yourself older. Everything blends. <laughs> Everything blends together. All right. So that's next week. Everybody have a great rest of your week. I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema. <laughs>